leadership in cybersecurity isn't just about understanding threats. It's about leading a team to navigate them with confidence. At CPF Coaching LLC, we specialize in taking your leadership skills to the next level. With over 15 years in the cybersecurity field, we empower professionals and startups to reach unprecedented heights. Imagine having a personalized coaching experience tailored to your unique career ambitions. From strategic planning to masterful pitch and interview preparations, we're here to guide you through every challenge. Join us for our unique value proposition workshops or dive into our vibrant learning community for continuous skill advancement. Don't just be a part of the industry. Redefine it. Visit cpfcoaching.com for more information. Discover the leader within. Contact CPF Coaching LLC today and schedule your strategic session. Hey, Mike. Let's be the distance. Hey, We're security peeps. <laughs> it hasn't even started yet. We are live, live with another live. edition of Breaking Into Cybersecurity. <laughs> I am a small cybersecurity super recruiter helping amazing leaders hire great talent. The whole crew is here today. Let's go around. Naomi Buckwalter. Hey, everyone. Happy, was it Thursday? I can't even keep track now. Uh, good to see you all pretty beautiful faces. Uh, let's break you into cybersecurity. Let's go. Happy to have you back, ma'am. James, who's just James right now, not James J. Azar. It is not. It is not. It's James Azar. And, and hello, good afternoon and morning or evening to everyone and anyone. Hello, hello. Happy to have you here today. And our dear love, Chris Foulon. Howdy, everyone. Security uh, consultant and security cyber coach. You also forgot like to put Naomi on your payroll. Not, not, <laughs> not like a volleyball coach, but a cyber coach. <laughs> <laughs> See, I knew you two were on each other's payroll. There's way too much excuses being done between both of you. Yeah, all these googly eyes and all. Naomi's all justified. She's like, Chris is really busy. You know, that's why he's a little late. You know, he's doing a lot of things. And now I realize you two are just in cahoots. We're cahoots. Like, what is going on here? Reginald says hello, all. Hello, Reginald. Happy to have you here with us at 1 p.m. Eastern. So subscribe, 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 subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> guys, I'm off this week. I'll talk, get into it in a second. So subscribe, make sure you go to our YouTube channel and subscribe to breaking into cybersecurity. Uh, what else do I need to tell people to do? Follow Renee, follow Chris, follow Naomi. You can follow me. Although I guarantee you, I'll offend you at least three times um, a day, a day. That's what I pay you for, James. I want yeah. to hear the real truth. We yeah. want we want the real deal. We do. So, yeah. That's what James brings. He brings the realness. Too much echo chamber otherwise, we need James. Agreed. Get out of the echo chamber. Agreed. Agreed. Sean says he looks forward to this show all week. Aw. Thanks, Thank Sean. You, Sean. Thank wow. you, Sean. You guys are so awesome. Okay, so today's hot topic or today's Is Wait, First wait, wait. Topic. Before you do that, Paisley shirt challenge. Ooh. Everyone, I have the Paisley yeah. shirt link for Wounded Warriors posted. Um, Thank you, Jungle Cruise. This is like really <laughs> ugly. <laughs> even put it on. Jeez, put it on. Put it on. Me wearing the shirt with taco meat because I will have taco meat showing. Just letting you know right now. Because they're going to get the full <laughs> Paisley experience. Uh, 
I love this it. I love it. So good. I, I don't know what taco believe. meat is. It doesn't sound good. So oh. we will we will post um we will post the link again on the on the YouTube side of things. Um, actually, Renee will since she has access to that. But it's already posted on the LinkedIn side. So go ahead, donate. We want James wearing that shirt all month long. And um, he actually announced behind the scenes that if we could get to five thousand, there's a special surprise in store. I'm not going to say what it is, but let's get to five thousand so we could get that special surprise for James. So here's the Paisley shirt challenge. So you guys know what this is beyond me just wearing Paisley. So on the Tech Town Square, because Chris was there, I believe, when this challenge was issued. Everyone, um, if you guys don't know Eddie Doyle, you should go follow Eddie. Eddie's unbelievable. Um, Eddie wears these really loud, awesome Paisley shirts, and he supports it well. He's British, the accent, the shirt, the hair. In November, he had the mustache. I mean, it works. No, I'm a black, iconic, T-shirt, simple kind of guy. But someone said, I'd pay $100 to see in a Paisley shirt. And another said, I'd match it. And I'd match it and I'd match it. As of right now, we're at $603.37. Someone put $0.37 cents in there. I don't know. That's um, that's Shady Dave. Shady Dave donated $213.37. So. <laughs> no, it's elite. It's too elite. Too elite. Too elite. <laughs> yeah. Naomi so, got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He got it. Here's John Delacruz, who thanks to John, I have the shirt. Right? Put it back up. So, Put it back so, up. <laughs> so the idea is the following. Thank you, John. I'm I'm very grateful for you. Second shout out, and I'm sure when I wear the shirt, I'll probably like print out your picture and put it on the boxing bag behind me uh, when I wear. It. I'm kidding. I'm joking. I'd never do that to you, John. But anyway. Um, I decided that instead of just having people pay, we're going to donate to a really, really great cause. That great cause is the Wounded Warrior Project, which helps veterans recover from injuries, whether it be PTSD or physical injuries, all kinds of really cool stuff. $150, every $150 we give them is hours of therapy for a veteran. Wow. Who deals with PTSD. So it's a great cause. You get to see me rip out of this black shirt and in these uh, Paisley shirts, and yes, they're at, the Wounded Warrior Project and Under Armour love this challenge. They're all full, like bought into this, and they've been promised me. They've been they've promised me that if we hit a goal, they'll find the most ludicrous shirt they can find that Wounded Warrior Project and Under Armour can put together, and I will support that shirt as well. So go donate now, please, and support Wounded Warrior. Oh my God, this is going to be so good. Not only is it an awesome cause, but we get to see our beautiful, wonderful, amazing James Azar in all of his glory in beautiful Paisley and the Paisleyest they have. I got to go find a nice, juicy, orange colored Paisley shirt for you next. Well, you know, my, my partner in crime at the Tech Town Square, Eddie Doyle, he agreed yesterday to wear a Unit 42 shirt. And when you look up Eddie, you realize that Eddie works for Checkpoint. So now he's going to wear a Unit 42 shirt, which is of Palo Alto. <laughs> nice. This is fun. I'm actually sending um, Chris put it in the chat. I'm going to put it in, too, to make sure that you guys see it. Go there. Donate. We're trying to hit a grand just in the next hour. Um, I'm going to go donate in a second because I cannot wait. Yeah, we go. raised like 500 bucks last night. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, if we can get to uh, to a thousand, then I don that shirt on Wednesday. Once we get to twenty five hundred, I get to don a shirt for three shows, and when we hit five thousand, I've promised that a week, all week, every show I do that week, will I'll don a Paisley shirt of whatever anyone sends me. All week, and I just got to tell you, my wife thinks that me wearing that shirt is absolutely hideous. She loves it. Not wrong. She, it, it, it's, it's, it's a wonderful shirt, by the way. John De La Cruz did an amazing job of, of picking out a shirt. Sweet. Sweet. Paisley onesie. Paisley uh, onesie. Paisley. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if, if, if we get to 10 grand, I may do that. I may make the own Paisley onesie, onesie and then wear it with a tutu. A Paisley onesie. And then we'll get... um. Chris Roberts to come on with his tutu and we will blow up all of LinkedIn. We'll blow up the internet. We will blow up the internet. Some great comments already. Nora says, hi, Chris, James, Naomi, and Renee. Thanks to be, thank, happy to be here. Chris, I'm working towards some money. We'll reach out when it all is done. Thank you for all your time. Thank so Chris, you, Nora. You already got a client there. John says, all four cyber pros. So nice to see us together. We are happy to be here. We're happy to see you here, John. Jason Dixon, thank you for being on YouTube, Jason Dixon. Hello from California. Hello to California. Kelly says, glad I turned in today. Great to see Naomi here. Always reading your posts on my feed. Naomi has like the best trigger posts. <laughs> Post something. <laughs> And the world, like, uh, are angry. I'd rather them get angry at me than to, you know, shoot up a crowd of children. So please get angry at me. It's much better and much healthier. How many shit when you put up those posts? Like, what have your what has been your biggest one? Like, how many likes, shares, all that good stuff? Oh, I, there's one where I just tell stories about my life, and people just start mansplaining. Those are my favorite. Um, some some people post, and they get like a thousand comments. So I was like, oh wow, this is great. So I love the comments. Keep them coming. Awesome, so good. Uh, John says thanks. Yeah, John, you you jumped it off with that Paisley shirt. Zoe says, happy CISO Thursday. Happy CISO Thursday to you, too. And Daniel says, hello, everyone. Hello, hello. All right. So <clears throat> we're kicking off our topic today. Well, are we talking about 221 and 2021? Chris, before you jump off? Or no? Great. Let me get some stats. Um, so some background for those that don't know what 221 and 2021 is. It is our initiative to have those who have some extra time review the, the the resumes of those looking to break into the industry or need an extra help with their resume review my browser is not updating right now um but i will post some stats in the chat later um once i have it um but the idea is if you're interested in having your resume reviewed um I, I have links, we'll post the links again. I'll post an update with the links. Um, that way you can have your resume reviewed. If you are a resume reviewer and you would like to help during your spare time, uh, reach out to me and um, I will get you access. Um, there's a slight screen on there to make sure that we have the right people res um, reviewing the resumes so that those who are having their resume reviewed have the best possible reviewer. Um, that is my update way to put me on the spot hey that's what we do here since you blow us up we blow you up too um and, and since you're gonna leave soon 
we know we got to get you early, you know, because you're so special. <laughs> Wounded Warrior Project. I put it in the chat, people. Um, go there. Paisley shirt challenge to get James in a Paisley shirt. We're trying to raise 200 and something at least to get to $1,000. If we get to 1000 during this podcast, during this live, what are you going to do, James? So if are you going to so wrap it around, you have to put, put it fully on. So I will put it fully on. I will take off the black. There will be no black whatsoever. It'll just be paisley all the way through and through. I'll wear it like I'll, I'll donate like. Um, Where's my money? Where's my. Make sure you comment Ciso Thursdays, though, when you do donate. So we know which show you came from because the Tech Town Square got me doing something. And people on Ciso talk, there's a Ciso poll going. For my flagship podcast that I'm recording in about three weeks with a really prominent CISO to wear the most outrageous shirt for that episode. So, um, God, for the life of me, please, I don't. I want to try and like actually be iconic on that. <laughs> we show. want you to break. See, in the so last year this time we broke the internet with uh, the Hack- Hacker Valley Studio folks. Um, Chris and I, I don't know if you guys got to see this, but Chris and I, we all had stream yards and we put all of like, we collectively went live all at once and LinkedIn was like, whoa, <laughs> and they shut us down. So we said, we, we were like, we're going to break LinkedIn. Like we didn't, we didn't really think we were going to break LinkedIn, but we did. And they shut us down so that I was the only one that was able to, to go live and stream. So, um, it would be it would be awesome to break the internet with James's uh, uh, Austin Powers shirt. It'll be fun. <sighs> Next Gen says Chris handles the spotlight well, and Kelly says resume review. That's awesome. He is interested. Yep, people continue to our two twenty one and two twenty 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 one challenge. Please send your resume tag or follow one of us we'll send you the link so you can get your resume um reviewed and get a job i know we have probably 30 something people hired we don't know the exact numbers but we are climbing and we are continuing to climb so we do not want to um let that die down now let's get to the topic at hand james you want to kick it off um wow you just put me on the spot again yeah unbelievable yeah Yeah, so that's it (laughs) let's talk about burnout and balance of work and life today let's do a very positive good episode where we talk about real ways to avoid burnout in cyber and just in life in general because you know uh, renee's got a story maybe you know of being you know renee needs a vacation folks so we want to give renee some time off (laughs) i need a vacay okay he put me on the spot now so i'll go (laughs) i'll go So this past week, <laughs> you know, you got to love family. That's what they do to you. They just like, they spin it around. As soon as you try to deflect, they're like, no, 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 no. You get in there. So yeah, this past week I had these crazy chest pains, had to go to the urgent care and emergency room. And they were like, you know, the full workup and checking me out to make sure that everything was okay. And I'm clearly alive and back here with you all. So Heart still works, everything still works, but you know, it just you think about you may not feel I like I was saying to my mom, 
this week because because she my mom's a retired nurse so i can't call her halfway through a situation i have to i have to call her when i have like a diagnosis it has to be the end or else she's going to start flipping out because moms who are nurses and medical professionals know how quickly everything can go like the wrong way so i call her i'm like mom i'm in the er everything's fine you know they checked me out they did the blood work all this stuff all my blood work came back good i just took a picture and sent it to you you know all that good stuff and so long story short is um, she said to me, you may not feel it, right? You may not feel, because I was like, I don't feel stressed out. Like, I don't feel it, but it's happening, right? And over time, you, COVID, three little kids, all the different things that happen and they kind of pile on and it just is a very, very immediate reminder to take a break. So we can raise money from my nanny's fund. <laughs> we, can, we can do that. <laughs> uh, let's focus on the wounded warrior first, but it's definitely good. <laughs> wounded to get warriors, they need the help more than me. <laughs> okay. Yes. Wounded warriors first. Then we'll stand something up for my my uh my vacation fund. So that's what we're <laughs> talking about. We also talked about today. I was saying one of the things that I realized, you know, when you when you you're stressed out, you're tired, whatever, started getting these phishing emails that we all get, right? And um, one, I just ended up clicking on and I know better, but because I was tired, the email kept coming up like two, three, four times. It looks important. I was just like, what is this? You know, like I skipped over it a few times and then I click and I'm like, oh my God, it's a phishing email. And then another one came through that I caught, but it just goes to show. And, you know, we know, you know, this because we've read it, we know it, that when you're not at peak performance and you're not taking care of yourself, other things slip. And so, you know, there we are. So that's yeah. my story. I'm sticking to it. James says, Renee, so glad you're okay. Thank you so much, sir. Me too. Anybody else have a story they want to tell? You know, I think this kind of goes to the idea of work-life balance when people want to get into cyber. Um, you know, Naomi and I kind of spoke about this on a bunch of the other shows, which is the idea of like a work week, right? Like people working 60, 70, 80 hours, the burnout that comes with it, the idea of even working 40, 45 hours and to be in cyber, you still have to learn. And so then you're dedicating yourself another 10 hours a week to read and catch up on things so you're not left behind. And all of that takes a toll. And, you know, Renee, you, you work hard. You're one of the hardest working people I know. And so we kind of see this stuff and, and, and it's a reminder of, you know, work's always going to be there. We're never going to run out of work. But life isn't always going to be there and your health isn't always going to stick around. Um, and so maybe we need to reprioritize some stuff. I know we talk about get breaking into cyber, but let's talk a little bit about the balance of breaking into cyber. No, that's such a good point. That's such a good point because especially, you know, folks that are, and I think with the pandemic, it's all, it's, everything's converged. So before, you know, I was always a remote, I've been remote working since, two, three days a week since 2011, full-time since 2015. And um, I've been always at home, but nobody else was here. 
<laughs> so so it's quiet, you know, it's focus time, all that good stuff. And now I'm continuously trying to break up a six-year-old and a nine-year-old from wrestling each other and ending up in the ER. And then, you know, all of this that's happening. Um, and so the work part, you squeeze it in in between or at night. That's what my mom was like, you don't realize you're up in the middle of the night doing all this stuff. And so you end up on the other end of it. And, and for p- people who are breaking in, a lot of the times they're working full-time jobs, they have other things going, and then they're studying too. So they're trying to, you know, when you talk about breaking in to security, right, you may have your 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 regular job that's paying the bills, you're doing some volunteer work to get the security experience, you're going to school, you're doing all these various things. So, you know, just make sure to take time for yourself, which I will be doing more of. Norma Ending says up for he, your master's. No, it's just stuff. Nora says, I agree with you, James. All work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, for for me, like I I got to a point when last uh, June that I needed to do something, and my my release was uh, physical activity. Um, I would run, I would lift weights, I would find ways to let my body. Um, diffuse the stress that's inside um, that I couldn't otherwise do. Um, I also live out, out in the country, so I could go for long walks, nature, bike rides, stuff like that. Um, definitely important to find ways to, to get that release. And even if it's like five minutes, 10 minutes in the middle of the day, it really adds up. I mean, Renee, you could just go for a walk in your community between your phone calls or take your phone call on your walk and, and just have that release. Don't be stuck up in the house all the time. You sound like my mom. You sound like my mom. <laughs> Good Lord. Okay, Namdi says here, this is my buddy. It's paramount we balance health and wellness with our careers. It can be as simple as, as, simple as doing squats, push-ups, et cetera, at home in between meetings. Renee and I have had these conversations offline as well. He is. So if anybody goes to Namdi's Instagram, it's so funny. Kind of like Naomi talked, um, put up a post like, oh, hey, this is what I'm doing outside of work. Nandi is like the fitness guru, crazy MMA. I mean, when you get into his life, it's just like, whoa. So he is Mr. Buttoned Up, cybersecurity man <laughs> on one side and a total I'll take you out guy on the other side. <laughs> So he has been telling me forever, you need to get it together, girl. So, yes, I know. He's got physical security on lock. <laughs> he will. <laughs> but, but let's talk about rebalancing your work week. Um, Naomi, do you think we need to reconsider how we define work going forward? Well, I know it's a great setup question, James. Thanks. Um, yeah, if you guys are listening and you're currently kind of burned out, remember you have a voice. Use it. You know, tell your boss, tell your coworkers, like, hey, I'm ready for a break. Who else is? You know, raise your hand. Be like, hey, can we have a no meeting Wednesday? Or can we have half day Fridays? Like, put in your just your ideas to help your colleagues with their mental health and it'll help you too. So, yes, we do need to take a look at how we approach work. Do we need work? Or does work need us? And I'll tell you, it's usually that we need work more than work needs us. So don't use it as an emotional crutch. Don't use it as an excuse to get away from your family. I know it's tempting. 
but use it so you can live. Like the whole point of being here is to enjoy life and to help others. There's so much in life that we're missing out because we're stuck behind a screen. Such a good point. I, I think there's a there's a great debate that we should be having around the idea of COVID's allowed us to slow down work from home. It's had some benefits, right? I mean, a lot of people were able to connect because of COVID. And, and again, I'm going to try to stay positive, James, today for as long as I possibly can before we bring up the Bachelor's of Arts, um, liberal arts degree into the there equation. Uh, minutes. 23 minutes in. That's that's good. It's not bad. Um, so, but we need to re we need to relook at how we do work in general. It appears that most organizations, FYI, are going towards the idea of remote work coming into the office once or twice a week, maybe for not even a full day, but a partial day. That's what it's painting out to look like. That's what a lot of organizations are getting ready to do. When I speak to my peers and, and, and other people in, in, in business. So we're going to be working from home. And, and that seems to be the new norm, right? That we're going to spend at least three days a week working from home. And those are difficult days. Now we've had unprecedented stuff. If you've got kids, you know, schools weren't really open. You know, I don't know if schools are going to come back and be open. Some schools are open. Others aren't. We don't really know. And we won't go get into that. But kids are a strain. And typically we can, you know, send them off on a teacher and let them, you know, drive the teacher crazy. And now we can't. Now they drive us crazy. And we look at those teachers and we go, wow, this is what you deal with every single day. But not my kid alone. 20 of my kids. 20 of my kids. Yeah, you kind of deserve a little bit of credit. And a raise. And, and more pay, yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> I, I was on I was on with one the other day and they were asking me if my six-year-old is going. It, she was like, Will he be in person? I'm like, Yes. Yes. <laughs> my mine's been hybrid as soon as they offered it. And um we read an email just last weekend where the, where the teacher was like, yeah, we'll be doing four, she'll be doing four days in person. We're like, sweet. Turns out it was two alternate day, two groups of two days a week folks. And I'm like, oh man. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's, that's it's, it's creating a new challenge, by the way, even for our own kids, right? But it's also allowing us to rethink the work week. And I think that's where we want to go into is, we need to kind of get rid of these standard eight to five or nine to six office hours and really consider work to be more task-based. And, you know, if you can get your work done in a marathon in two days and then spend the rest of the time doing you, you should be able to do that rather than, you know, maybe like five days of having to put in the hours and clock the clock for the big man. So the big man can say, see, I'm paying this person. No one pays you for your time. People pay you to get the job done. If you get the job done in two hours or 40 hours, does it matter? Yeah. Should totally be results driven. Bye, Chris. Bye. Comments. Next Gen says, my study time for cybersecurity and these videos have been my saving grace lately. I run my own business and the market has been insane. So I've been working tons in addition to all the other stuff. Yeah. Me too. Um, Kelly says, you can tell Namdi works out. <laughs> I need to get back on it. It doesn't help when I'm home 24-7 cooking all the meals I want <laughs> and drinking all the wine I want. Yes, that too. 
I'll have to say it's very easy to compare yourself to like someone else's social media profile and be like, oh my God, that person works out all the time and they're eating so healthy and everything. And here I am on a on the couch eating a box of chips, like and not doing anything. Like, don't compare yourself to what you see on social media. All of that is super fake. Like I'm not on Instagram for a reason. I think I would just get super jealous of everyone having the perfect life. And it's all fake. It's like completely fake. Okay. Uh, so don't compare yourself. I know you can fall into that trap and then you just get into the spiral of I'm not good enough, imposter syndrome, like everyone's better than me. Don't do that to yourself. There's no need. You're great the way you are. You're here for a reason. Please be kind to yourself. There's no reason for you to strive for something that you see someone else doing because they have their problems too. I'm sure they, they look at your life and say, I wish I had the kids that you do or this wonderful spouse that you do. Like, you know, everyone's got their problems. Everyone's got their goods and bads. Remember that. That's what social media has done though, right? We all kind of you know, on the endless scroll, looking at people who are, you know, and, and, and the celebrity lifestyle, which, you know, whenever I see someone who says, you know, I want to have this person's life. And I'm like, why? Why? It's not true that they, you know, I mean, there's, there's every job respects itself and everything is, is different, but live your best life. And I think that's one of like the top, like things is live your best life. Just find what it is that suits you that makes you happy and live it if it's a small shack somewhere let that be your best life no one says you've got to have a mansion with a pool to be happy you are so absolutely true that's what oprah said next gen says the grass is always greener syndrome it's yeah that is very true but i think we need to re like i i i'm i'm very much into the idea of the debate of rethinking how we do the work we going forward. And I'm actually toying with some ideas. I'd love to get some feedback since we're here in a group and we've got a bunch of people listening. But the idea of here's your tasks for the week, get it done by Friday at five. I don't care what you do in the middle. We do structured calls two days a week and that's it. The rest of the time you're on your own. I would love that idea. Uh, it depends on the company, obviously, but you know some companies are more meeting focused and they just do more of their work during meetings. And so you get your calendar filled up with meetings and you have action things to do after, but then you don't have the time to do them. So mm -hmm. there's always that whole cycle. It's uh, I would love that. You know, you're only allowed to have meetings for four hours a week. The rest of the time, you get it done asynchronously through chat messages, whatever it is, and then really focus as a company in the culture to really work on things that matter and not just having your face show up at a meeting because it's important that you show up. I don't know. It's politics. It's it's that whole FaceTime thing. It's pervasive throughout many different companies. Um, and yeah, we we should address it. Just bring it up to your to your team, your leadership team, and just say, hey, you know, what if we tried this? What if we got rid of meetings for an afternoon? What would happen? Nothing oh, would. Why break, do we right? need to do so many meetings? I never understood that. So you know, I'm I'm all for thirty minute meetings, short one topic, only the right people in the room. You don't need to have, you know, I, I hate going to these meetings where it's 20 people in the room for three people to speak to the two other, one is speaking to the other two people and everyone else is just sitting there going like, um, all right, I'm going to play Candy Crush on my phone or I'm on Instagram or I'm on LinkedIn browsing or I'm playing a game or I'm reading an article and I don't really care. And you yeah. can tell those people are doing that stuff on the call, but you got three a-holes, right? That are just sitting there going like, oh, this is a very important meeting to have 17 people that are not relevant, but just for us to be able to wield our power. 
Yeah, and power and control. It's about that power and control and the FaceTime. Get, get yeah. rid of it. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. But, it's but like go ahead, Renee. Waste. No, I think it's just a complete waste of time. And I, I, I'm ex- I actually excited about this topic because I remember doing some research a few, no, more than a few years ago. I'm going to do it again, especially since the pandemic, to see if they have more. Um, it was called. Gosh, there is a there's an acronym that describe what James just talked about in terms of work. Something, um, and I can't remember what it's. I can't remember the acronym, but there was there is a there are companies that used to do this where they would say, "Hey, this is the work you get it done. I don't care how you know." There were standing meeting times, so like maybe Tuesday at eleven, Thursday at two, something like that, and that's it. And then you were off on your own. Um, And, you know, I'm thinking about just different professions, like freelance writers, things like that, where it's just like, hey, you have a deadline, you gotta get this thing done. You know, obviously, it's different. um, But they do have to schedule their own interviews and talk to other people. But ultimately, that's your little project. This is the deadline. And that's it. Um, And all of the other kind of fluff and politics and hanging out and going to meetings where you don't need to be there. It's just filling up the day. Yeah, we need, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, I'm going through burnout myself, right? And so talking just a little bit about me, I'm going through burnout and I'm in a, I'm in a fork in the road in my career where I want to decide what I want to do next. And I'm not going to make any big announcements here. So, you know, relax, sit back. Um, not going to happen today. Might be in the future, but, um, but part of that burnout is the idea of you're constantly in meetings, you're constantly working, you're constantly playing politics you're constantly having to deal with all these different things that are going on and that's just work and imagine your personal life and you can't unplug from your personal life. And when you're working from home, you don't have that hour car ride, that commute, that was kind of like your saving grace. How many people, like I had the worst Tuesday of any Tuesdays. I wrote about it on LinkedIn. If you guys haven't seen it, you can go back and see it. But my day on Tuesday was just one gigantic, just dumpster fire that just kept like get getting worse and worse and worse. Right. And I smiled all through the day. Like to my credit, I smiled all through the day, but at the same time, when I finished the day and I came back and it was 9 PM and I realized that I've done nothing, nothing all day for work. I was up until three in the morning to catch up only to restart all over again, Wednesday at 6 AM. Right. That burnout is, 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 is real because we're, Okay, we got a 7 a.m. stand-up call and we have a 10 a.m. you know this call and an 11 a.m. this call and I've got to do this podcast and I've got to speak to this person and I've got to follow up with that guy and you know like it's 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 very very tiring and what that does to you is it, it, it like you said Renee and I think one of the things that really resonated with companies and I think executives need to hear this is when you work people tired they make more mistakes let people rest absolutely Zoe, some really good comments coming in. Zoe said, I've never worked in a professional setting before, but I heard software engineers do stand-up. So your your 7 a.m. stand-up meeting, it keeps meeting short because everyone is standing. That's well, the way it used to be. Yeah. In the before be. times. Yeah. You used to stand up 15-minute meetings. So right. that's why they were called stand-ups. 
Dinesh says, I'm from marketing and business management background. I want to start a career in information security. I have already done ISO 27001, lead implementer and auditor. What else can I do to enter a starter job or a voluntary position? Dinesh, 221 and 2021, put your resume in there. And then we are helping people kind of get their wings and get first, get the resume reviewed. And then, um, you know, we'll tell you what to do in terms of posting so that you can get some more exposure and hopefully an opportunity. Uh, Sean says, me too, burnout, taking on too much responsibility because no one else will. Right, because we all want to do the right thing. Yeah. yeah, the hero culture needs to, we need to take a look at that and talk about that too, because we should not have to do everything our, on our own. The security team should not be centralized. We should be creating advocates throughout the organization to help us out and to do security activities on our behalf. It's the only way we can scale. It's the only way we can keep going because otherwise we are a battery that will dry out and we will run out of energy. We will like burn out completely and we are, we will fail our organization. We won't keep it safe. So that's the whole point. Build relationships, get security champions throughout the organization and they will do security for you. It's actually really quite easy. It's beautiful and it's easy. We all need a Naomi at, a, at our jobs. That's what we need. <laughs> Namdi said, a weekly one-hour meeting with eight people are 20-man days a month, 240-man days a year, not including holidays. I once presented that perspective to a client, and they changed their meeting approach. It's a great, great little statistic. Really um, How much does that cost, too? A 240-person-hour meeting is, is like what? 240 know. days out of 365 a year. So I can't remember how many actual working days they are. Mm. Um, I think there's like 300 and 310 working days. Something like that. Something like that. So uh, Nora says micromanagement sucks. I think getting things done right can work well with senior management. Who know? Who knows what to do? However, newbies might need senior manager support until they can be there on their own to get things done right. That is teamwork. Yeah, when you're managing, especially somebody that's new, that's right under you, um, you know, that training component is definitely key. Um, but then after the, per you know, that's only a short, relatively short duration of time. And then the person pretty much can get their job done. John De La Cruz says, can totally relate to burnout, transitioning out of the military, learning and studying to break into cyber, medical, moving, a pregnant wife. Holy smokes. Yeah. Oh, I didn't tell y'all about the move that I'm about to have too, that we're renovating this townhouse. Yeah. Yeah, you mentioned that, yeah. <laughs> All of that. Zoe says, I feel like people outside of security don't care about security until it affects them personally. Yeah. That is absolutely true. Mm -hmm. Zoe, Zoe's hitting some some really good points tonight today. Um, but but I will say this. Um when when you, we look at security, I gave a I gave a talk earlier this morning and I talked about the CISO dilemma. Right. And the idea of the security dilemma, especially now, right, with the risk being not the traditional risk for organizations. Right. So the ransomware risk is still there. The phishing risk is still there. All very manageable. But I can't control if Microsoft source code gets viewed and a nation state decides to launch a vulnerability because they were able to review the code and access everyone's email across multiple organizations where now you can't talk because, well, email is off, right? Until you fix it and you do all your forensics and you're trying to launch 
and that's insane, right? And and most most of the time, it's it's um, you got to have those conversations with the business because the business will come to you and go, "Hey, Mister Security, what are we going to do about you know all these vulnerabilities?" And we can't talk to seven of our vendors because they're all on Exchange and none of them have email running right now, and we're you know doing text messaging and Slack and Discord and all this other stuff. And you're like, yeah, let's have a conversation about, you know, the companies we partner with and the software supply chain. And they look at you like, uh, Espanol, Italiano, <laughs> Francais. <laughs> like, it, we, you speak in a whole different language. Yeah. And you're like, no, no, let's talk about the companies we partner with. And, oh. Danielle Goodwin is here lurking. Hi, Danielle. Hey, Danielle. Kelly says uh, 240 hours a year, 260 hours of calculated as 52 weeks a year. So he, we're getting the stats around those hours. Zanette says, yes, working towards empowering folks outside of security to do security and protecting the organization systems and keeping the data safe. Security Champions Program is a great one. That's so true. Every single person, security should be a component of their job. Like, they each should be that. So NextGen says, I don't quite agree. I think that people outside security know it is an important thing, but either they don't understand it, think it's too expensive, or don't see how it would benefit them. So I did a survey, um, not on LinkedIn. I did, <laughs> I did a survey through our mailing list. And the questions I, I the question I asked people was, um, who do you think is responsible for security? You, your company, the business, Right. And, and it was it was a three question survey. It's like, who do you think is responsible for your own security? You, government, the companies you do business with. Who do you think is responsible for your household secure cybersecurity? And who do you think is responsible for the company's security? And most people for their personal security think that the government should be responsible for it. That's scary. It's a scary mm-hmm. thought. Scary. Let me trust the government with my cybersecurity. Wow. Oh, Lord. Mm. That was 62%. 62%. 62% of people thought that government should be responsible. 26% thought that it should be the cable company. So Mm. if I've got AT&T or Comcast or Verizon, that they should be responsible. And only a few thought it was their own responsibility. There's something to say about those like neutral third-party infrastructure types like Cloudflare and, you know, like internet providers. They they do have some sort of responsibility to like shut down hackers and stuff. But uh, yeah, you you are in charge of your own security. It's not the government. Think of the government and actually like think of it of uh, them actually trying to be competent in anything. Like, do you think they're actually good at anything? The only thing I think they're good at is is like the space program. I think like that's the only pretty big successful program that the government has ever done. Uh, but I would say like don't don't trust the government for anything, especially your personal security. They don't care enough to keep yeah. you safe. They don't care. Um. <laughs> I love when people like always point to the government. Yeah. I wonder if you put physical security there, what they would think, what, how they would respond. You know, I wanted to do the survey on LinkedIn, I'll be honest. But then I realized that being the echo chamber of security where everyone would be like, it'd be you. And it'd be overwhelmingly not that. So I went through my mailing list and I pulled out everyone who was a security person. Mm. And I left all the people who were just like Gmail, Yahoo, right. whatever. And I, sent to 
that question to those people. Like I segmented my audience and, and I put it out there because I want to do an entire episode on the idea of who's responsible for what. Yeah. And one of the, one of the things that that highlighted to me is the idea of personal agency. We don't have that anymore. Most people are looking to pass off their personal agency on their decision-making and their responsibilities. It's not me. It's the university. It's not the university. It's the recruiter. It's not the recruiter. It's HR. It's not HR. It's the hiring manager. It's not the hiring manager. It's the politics. It's not the politics. It's something else. But we never look at ourselves and just for a second examine what it is. And that would also help us avoid burnout, by the way, as if you just stopped for a second and understood what you're really good at. Yep. So the the um, what you talked about earlier, I found it. It's called results based work, results only work environments. Row W O R O W E, um, and it just talks about you know work environments that it's results focused, and if you can get it done in one day, adios. And if it takes you all week, then you got to work the week. So I will put that out there and do some more digging in because I think it's a great. What's topic. the O stand for again? It's results only work environment. R O W E. You could wiki. It's on Wikipedia. What do you think, Naomi? I think there is a problem with that though. Like people expect you to be um, like at your desk to like answer slacks and DMs and messages and stuff and emails. So yeah, I would love to be just done with work for after four hours a day because generally that's my focus time. I can do things in four hours, but people still need to talk to me throughout the day. So I still need to be here. So there's an element of like, oh, I wish I could disconnect, but I really can't, you know, otherwise people are going to wonder if I'm even doing my job. So check this out. I'm going to do some more digging into this because this is good. The people who started it, they started a strategy at Best Buy, and then they started a consulting group. It was implemented at uh, The Gap, as well as Girl Scouts of San Gorgina, a company called JA Counter & Associates, and Fairview Health Services IT Department. So it also went to like Yum Brands and some others. So I want to really dig into this and see what kind of companies are, you know, still doing this. And because it can't, I remember it being talked about in about 2015, 2016 to see what the results are and did it actually work? Because Naomi, to your point, the expectation is this today, but the expectation, I'll bring this part up. Prior to COVID, I would have all these challenges getting cybersecurity peeps to take certain jobs because- for example, you got to drive into Washington, D.C. instead of that two-hour nightmare of traffic every day, you know, four hours going both ways, depending on where you live in the metro area. I know James can talk about the Atlanta metro, good God, <laughs> the traffic in these various areas, right? So tons of security pieces to be like remote, remote, remote. And companies were absolutely not in the office. They have to be in the office, blah, 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 blah. And they lost out on a lot of talent. And voila, here we are in the middle of COVID. People are remote. They're still getting their jobs done. Some are more efficient. You know, so all of this stuff happens. The expectation before was you got to be in the office. You have to be here, all this stuff. Now you're seeing the benefit of, oh, the extra four hours, not that you should be spending it necessarily working but there could be you know there's a correlation like oh people people work differently you know you can set certain things up and then get your work done and then go back to it or whatever um you're not sitting burning time in traffic for hours on end depending on what metro areas you're in so um you know maybe some big huge shift will happen and something like that will 
push people in that direction, but who knows? Because we would have what a hundred years. I'm not optimistic about that. You know why? Because the challenge you have with what we're talking about today is executives don't really quite comprehend the idea behind remote work still. And I know a lot of people who work for organizations that they work from home, but they've got to be logged in in Slack or on Teams between these hours. They have to be there, even if they've got nothing to do, right? Even if they can log off and just take some time away, you know, when you're working from home and you've got kids, a lot of times you can spend, you know, two hours playing with your kids, wearing them out, feeding them, putting them to bed for two hours. You go, you sit down and for two hours, you've got peace of mind to really get your work done. And in those two hours, that's like six hours of office work, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's just the truth because it's shorter calls, it's quicker messages, it's, it's, it's you're on it, right? Less distractions and your kids wake up and you're back at it with your kids and then you put them to bed at night and you can sit up for three more hours and do work. And I think that's the problem is most people are like, no, you've got to be logged in and you've got to be on Teams or you've got to be on Skype or Slack or whatever between all these hours. And if you're not online and if you're not on a call and if we don't see it on your schedule, then that's a problem. It's that micromanagement piece. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah, it's awfully quiet today. I'm just thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking about how we can make this happen. John says, I paid no second thought to security until my family and I were attacked in different ways. Couldn't protect them. Pushes me to work towards gaining as much knowledge as I can to keep my family safe. Sean, there are a number of people that have actually gotten into security specifically because this happened. They were either, you know, they had something happen with them security related online and then they started to dig in. So I think it's a very interesting concept of rethinking work and avoiding burnout and understanding that burnout like leads to mistakes, right? Like people being tired brings about mistakes, which makes you inherently weaker. Yeah. Right. Makes your organization as a whole weaker. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, we live in a very interesting time because we're seeing change and change is very, very rapid. I think it's, it's, you know, faster than ever before in human history, the, the amount of change that we've gone through in the last year. But, but, you know, the one thing I'm wondering that's going to, if, if it will change will be, you know, the work week and the way people actually manage it, or if we're going to be stuck with an old idea. I would love to see a move to a four day work week. I don't know about you, but um, I think experiments have been done in the past where if you work for four days and have that three day weekend, you actually end up more, with more productive uh, workforce, you get higher revenues, all these great things that come with that, because you can actually relax in a three day weekend versus a two day, you know, think about it, you can't really go on a road trip. Uh, you can't go do anything really fun in two days. You have to just kind of get back into work mode after one day, essentially. So with a three-day weekend, I've heard these experiments done. Uh, it actually works. So you guys have a voice. You bring it up to your management, bring it up to your supervisor and just say, hey, why don't we try this in the summer? It'll be just for a month, whatever. Can we please have Friday afternoons off? And it only works if the entire company does it because otherwise some people are going to be working and resentful and then they're going to be sending messages on a Friday that don't get answered. And so you really need to shut down as a company and um, 
The idea is that, no, didn't Google experiment with that? What's it, Google? A, a couple companies. The 40 work week. Yeah. So the government does, has um, the federal government, I don't know, like all the other different local governments, but they have options where you could either do, you can do four days of like 10 hours and then every other week you can get a day off. Like you work the amount of hours, you squeeze it into four days. Um, so there's a couple different ways that they do some stuff. I mean, with remote work and flex time and things like that. So they, they've been testing and doing that for a while, for a long time. Um, and I know a, a number of companies, especially in the summertime, they have like four day work weeks where you get Friday mm -hmm. off or you get a half a day Friday. Um, so, you know, it's worked in some organizations and some companies, sometime. But across the board, um, I haven't seen it as much. And so, so there's definitely companies that are doing it. So it'd be, I'd be very curious. This is kind of the stuff that makes me tick. <laughs> I want to I know if you would take, so people in the audience, if you're listening, would you rather take the three-day weekend and get paid 20% less since you're working four days instead of five? Or would you rather work the full-time five days a week and have the two-day weekend? I bet you more people would say, I'd rather have the three-day weekend and the 20% pay cut because your life is is passing you by. Your time is more precious than any money that any company can give you. So I would probably guess more people would take that time, that three-day weekend, and work for 80% of the pay. Yeah. And then you'll see a cascading set of effects will happen. Like society will start to put priorities again on community and family and things that really matter in terms of uh, improving humanity instead of just getting more money to into the hands of corporations and the politicians, et cetera. So right now in my my personal life, I would love to see a change uh, and just a paradigm shift and just say like, we, yeah, like we <laughs> prioritize humanity, humanity first and everything. Like, why are we putting these profits before people why are we putting people before things like that makes no sense or people like, after things the thing <laughs> is, historically probably... we've always done that though historically yeah, as terrible. a human race we've always done that we've always it's all about control about and power. Things than... yeah. yeah i mean everything's about control and power and don't let anyone ever tell you otherwise right and i don't care what side of the aisle you're on um it's all about control and power mm -hmm. no one is immune from having power we know what when you know um what is it um there's a saying that says absolute power corrupts mm -hmm. um, and, 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 and power that, corrupts. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. yeah. So like, yeah. you know, but uh, the um, law enforcement does four days, 12 hour shifts yeah. and they get three day weekends. So do fire departments. So, so do yeah. healthcare workers. Yeah. And healthcare. it's very balancing for them. If you talk like my aunt, mm -hmm. I have an aunt and cousins that are all in healthcare, you know, um, and they all work for four days a week. They work 12 hours and then they get a three day weekend and, or. Yeah. But those are the highly, those are like the most stressful jobs in America. I think, uh, service workers, but how is security, not that, how is security, not one of the most stressful jobs. It in is. Yeah. I'm not arguing against that, but yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, I don't think that's the greatest example. Like they're burning out. It's just as much as we are. So I think if society in general accepts the fact that we do not need to work 12 hour days in order to survive, there is a limit to what we can do as humans and we don't need that we don't need work we don't need to work 40 hours a week we just don't well, there's no there is no need for that i know also some my cousin she does this she is um also in the medical field and um she works two 
she only works Saturdays and Sundays. So she works two 12-hour days. She gets paid full her full salary, like if she had worked five days. Um, and when I was asking my mom about it like a few years ago, she said that you couldn't get anybody to work weekends. So they just created this, you know, they came up with a solution. Like, hey, we'll pay you a full, you know, like if you work five days, 40 hours for 24 hours, but it's just going to be on Saturdays and Sundays. So solutions can't happen. Part of that problem when is people unions. want them. Part <laughs> when of they that problem is unions. What you just talked about is a union issue. So union people don't want to work on weekends and then the union will negotiate seniority. And so only new people have to work weekends and then new people quit because they're all working just weekends. So they go like, I have no life, right? I can't see family. I can't see friends because they're all working weekdays and I'm off weekdays, but I'm working weekends. That's why we need to eliminate unions. I think unions is the most corrupt thing and it's the largest money racket in business. Okay. And no one here for nation state elections in 2016. Come on, Kelly. Come on, man. No one hacked our election in 2016. Really? We're still having this conversation? Oh, boy. Equifax. Okay, so Kelly says, exactly, I got into cybersecurity because my personal data was involved in the Equifax breach and then read about the nation state hack on our election six. Uh, systems in 16. This hacks every election. No okay. one hacked the election. They no spread misinformation and disinformation. There yeah. was no hacking. All right. that That's that's false. There's not one proven report. This has been investigated by CISA, FBI, the White House, special counsel. If it, this gets investigated by more people, it'd be ridiculous. It's just like the last president came out and said, they cheated, they cheated. No proof of cheating. The elections were not hacked. It was very simple. Two people ran. Most people voted against something rather than for something. Period. End of discussion. Move on. Yes, that is true. You can't hack a decentralized election system. The American election system is decentralized. Now, if HR1 passes and it gets federalized, then all hell's on the table. You're absolutely right at that point. That can happen. Call your senator. Call your c- senator right now and say <laughs> vote no on HR one. Because if you want to have distrust in our election system, let the morons in DC run. <laughs> All right, John no, it- Cruz says. <laughs> uh, Kelly, you got them spiced up, man. See, we have positive James. For yeah, fifty-seven James minutes. Went away. Got it for fifty-six minutes. That's <laughs> a record. That's a record. Minutes. And then he goes down the rabbit hole. Don't forget, the government is not competent enough to actually bring out an actual fraud or anything like that. So remember that. Like, the government literally cannot get anything done because this is not about party. This is not about party. This isn't about about Trump or Biden. This isn't about Republican or, or, or Democrat. This isn't about conservative or liberal. This is about our freedoms as people and understanding that we don't serve the government. Government serves us. Those people serve us, not us, them. This has kind of been turned around. Let's take the power back. People take it back. Well, actually it's the elites versus the poor. So. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Who's that? Who <laughs> we should that? do a Who politics section. I would love this a politics is the spice section. Yeah. We get I would on love it. Thursdays, baby. This is how it goes down. All right. So people are following. People say, John says he wants the four-day work week. Um, <laughs> Next Gen wants the four-day work week. 
Yeah, four four day work week with twenty uh, percent less pay. Twenty percent. We start a petition. That's too much. Uh, Ten hours a day, four days. That's what most people are saying. Not all people are wired like Naomi. Who says this? Oh, I don't know. David, Shady uh, Dave. He says Dave. Dave beat James McQuiggan yesterday. Um, James put 200. Dave put 213 to get me to wear that ugly shirt right there behind my shirt. Hey, did we get to 1,000 today? Did we get to 1,000 yet? Do I need to put my the rest of the money on there? I will refresh the screen and tell you. We are still at 603. So uh, everyone who's been watching, who's been commenting is a deadbeat. (laughs) (laughs) Pay up, people. Get in there and... I'm going to put the link around and ping people afterwards and make sure that they donate. This 100% going to Wounded Warrior. We don't touch the money. I don't see it. No one sees it but Wounded Warrior Project. Just so you guys understand, Teltify is a platform that Wounded Warrior does. You can actually verify that on the link. Sweet. Danielle says, I did three day, 12 hours. Uh, Zoe says, money is is, uh, finite. Time isn't. The value of money changes, but the value of time doesn't. Four days a week sounds pretty good. So everybody wants their four-day work week. My superhuman work skills are unlimited. I'm trying to see who said that. That's Shady Dave. Tammy said, wow. Kelly's laughing at us. Um, Okay, so last comment. Oh, there's no link on YouTube. I got to get it on YouTube. Okay. Next Just gen- put it in the comments right now on StreamYard. Just um, paste it into the comments. It'll go on YouTube. Yeah, but it's not. Oh, wait a minute. You know what? Let me go back here. I have to copy it from this other one. Yes, time is our most valuable resource. It is unreplenishable. Once you use it, it is gone. You never get that back. So spend it wisely. Unless you're and- in the because they have a time machine. Right, or you travel to space and at time is relative, etc. Yeah. Or you would lose time that way even faster. <laughs> Can I not copy paste from here? Uh, All right, guys, go to Wounded Warriors. Um, I can't copy paste off of here. No, that's fine. That we works. See it. Yeah. You see it? Yeah, it's 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 tiltified, but you guys can see it. It's also on the page. Oh, it's sorry. in the comments. Um, or you can just ping me or Renee or um. And, put tiltify.com in here, and then you guys go find it. Um, let's see. I'm looking for any other comments here. So it's Tiltify and then go to CISO. That is the... Tiltify and look up the CISO talk. Just put CISO yep. talk. CISO talk and it's on there. But we'll post it again and make sure because we want to see this man in a Paisley shirt. This is too much fun for us. Hang on, go to the Shady Dave comment. James says the reason the mute button was invented. I disagree. No, it wasn't. Shady Dave. We love James on here. He brings the smoke every week. Sean says, just want to say thanks for being here today. Thank you, Sean, for being here with us. I am going to wrap. We are at over the one hour mark. We are at 2.05 p.m. Eastern. We could stay here with you guys all day long. Kelly's the man. Kelly just put it up there. Thank you, Kelly. Kelly, you are the man. Guys, donate, please, $20 each. If everyone on here put $20 up, we would have this man in a shirt, in a Paisley shirt, probably right now and for the rest of the month. So if well, you want to get the five grand for a full week, and I will broadcast every single day, twice a day, with a different shirt that you guys send me. 
Seriously. Paisley shirts. Okay? And Under Armour and Wounded Warrior are working on the most ridiculous thing if we get to five grand. Like I'm scared of how the, the Wounded Warrior people, when I contacted them about this fundraiser, were just overjoyed with all the stupid ideas they've had about <laughs> what kind of ridiculous shirt they can make for me to wear. Um, and, and let's, let's make change. Let's support the, the, uh, brave people who volunteer in our armed service. They volunteer to do this. They go and they fight wars, um, on our behalf and, and sometimes not rightfully so as a veteran, I can say that. And I know shady Dave won't like what I'm about to say, but, um, it is what it is. And, you know, these people need support because, you know, they come back hoping the government's going to help them. Like some of you rely the government to take care of your personal security and it doesn't. And organizations like the Wounded Warrior do so much job. Uh, they do such a good job treating these veterans. They do such an amazing job treating these veterans. They save lives. And I mean it. They save lives. Awesome. $150 literally provides therapy to a veteran. That's amazing. That is amazing. You got mine. It's coming up shortly. So, folks, um, this is Devarsh. He has experience in networking and a little bit of network security. He wants to speak about getting into cyber. We're going to send you a link, and you can get into our 2021 and, tw- 221 and 2021 campaign. Folks, we are oh. out of here. Shady Dave is blowing us up. <laughs> it's my job to troll James. <laughs> hey, James, who prompted this? He has the smiley face. Troll Master General <laughs> Shady Davis. <laughs> yeah, there, there's, there's Dave, but you know, I'm pretty sure my phone's gonna ring here once we disconnect with Shady Dave on the. Uh, I'm gonna change his name in my phone too to Shady Dave. <laughs> Behind the shadows. Oh man, did you want to say something before we wrap, James? Naomi, I love okay, you guys. That's all. It was fun. Always love seeing you all. Always happy being here. We will see you next week. Hashtag Thanks free today. Hong Kong. We're yellow for Hong Kong. Yes. <laughs> Hashtag free Hong Kong. Bye, everybody. Have a good week. Bye. In the rapidly evolving world of cybersecurity, your business needs a guide that's as dynamic as the threats you face. CPF Coaching LLC delivers unparalleled expertise to elevate your cybersecurity startup or business with a decade and a half of specialized experience. We're not just advisors, we're your strategic partners in growth and risk mitigation. Our tailored advisory services range from immediate hourly guidance to comprehensive three or six month packages, all supported with encrypted messaging for real-time assistance. For more information, cpfcoaching.com is your destination. Forge a path to success and distinction in the cybersecurity landscape. Connect with CPF Coaching LLC today and secure your business's future.